The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they keep the earth in perfect rotation with the sun and the moon. So think about that. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Do yourself a favor. Take a media holiday. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't because we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? It's because I won the election with the Dominion voting machines. That's why. <laughs> also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, understanding that this walk takes steps because it is a walk with God and not a jump with God. Ooh, 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 that's good. That's good. Here's the bottom line. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want to give it an opportunity. Here's the bottom line. You might have a praise report. We love that. You might have prayer requests. We're going to be praying today. We've got things to be praying about. You might have something you just want to share. You might want to answer a question about what you really think about the Texas weather. I don't know. You can share. It's okay. It's all right. Bottom line, reach out to us. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972 972- Four four five zero seven seven zero. You will talk to Captain Chris, and I do want to point out that when you talk to Captain Chris, it's like finding a new and awesome opportunity in life, and then you will be. There you go. That's a, that's a good one right there. You'll like that one. All right. Uh, let's see. What's the other thing we do? Oh, we text. <laughs> I should probably keep these things in front of me. Uh, so you can call in the show. You can text 214-210-8483. And for those special people out there who know exactly what I'm talking about, 214 
Uh, by the way, you can also email us, David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. We're going to send you over to the website as we often do. Don't forget on the website, there are brochures that you can share. If you run into somebody, you think they might think this show's kind of goofy. Yeah, I'll give them a brochure. You can do that. We'll send them to you free. No requirements, no script, no quotas, no anything. Just an opportunity to expand the show. And then also we have free books on the website. Don't forget that. So there's two of them. And we do have a couple of people reading them. And I hope that you recognize that uh, 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 I did a lot of the editing. <laughs> so uh, 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 just be merciful as you're reading it. That's a nice way to think of it. Plus the big money thing. The money thing is the money thing. That doesn't change. We have rent that's coming up. If you have an opportunity to give, if you have a, a, you're in a position where you can give to the ministry, we're not going to give you an anointed Bible, anointed coin, or we're not going to promise you a Ferrari. Sorry, that ain't going to happen. What we will do is give you a tax-deductible receipt in the end of the, at the end of the year. Usually it's within January, and uh, you get to use that to write off on your taxes. But outside of that, you're just supporting what we're doing, trying to encourage people to draw closer to the Lord as the day of the Lord's return gets closer and closer. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Violin that somebody plucked the string and it just went crazy, or what? Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. I'm getting better. Uh, you know, I was going to say spreading peanut butter, but I thought that might be a little too difficult. Uh, first, we're going to open up with prayer for the United States and for Ukraine, as we've been doing. We try to be consistent in it. We're not perfect in it, but we try to do the best that we can do. But we do need prayer in this country, as you can just look around and go... We need prayer. Yeah, that's right. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you for all things because you are fantastic. You are so kind to us. Even in the midst of craziness in our own country, in our own states, in our own cities, and even in our own communities. There's a lot of stuff going on, Lord. But you know what? We pray that you would pour out your peace and your mercy and your grace on our country. We thank you for where we've been born, and we ask you that we might be a blessing to the community we're in, that we might be effective witnesses for Jesus Christ to all that are in our lives. And Lord, we pray for Ukraine, and we pray for the, the peace that might take place there. We ask you to bring about a cessation of great hostility and death, and we ask you to have the, an explosion of the gospel of the grace and mercy that comes from you. We pray for them that they might be a light in a world that is growing darker. We ask you for this. We pray this for our country, for Ukraine, for all these, uh, all these situations that are all around the world. We pray for your grace and mercy, Lord. Everybody will remember you. That's what your scripture says. We pray that they would start doing that right away. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so we've got that rolling. We've got that rolling. You better get ready because this teaching is kind of lights out. Kind of. All right. Uh, I do want to let you know that we are doing some training today, so I don't want you to get caught off guard. We will be tra we are training a young man who is 
in the discipleship mode of learning the board process, and, I, and it's just I can only give you a little bit of information. His name is Gabriel, and hence he shall be known for it as Mighty Gabriel. That will be his name. And so you will be hearing from Mighty Gabriel later on. That's a good one, right? You like that one? That's- I feel like we need a thunderclap to go along with that name. Yeah, I thought about that, but that's too Thorish, and Thor is getting kind of weird, and so I can't do it. <laughs> It was great, you know, 30 years ago. Anyhow, so we'll get to that. Uh, in the meantime, though, I got to do this teaching because this teaching is <laughs> lights out. Listen to this. Get ready. Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. Everybody should know this. Why should everybody know this? Because the world takes this passage and lies with it, which means deceives. Oh, every man, minute. <laughs> minute and a half, maybe two. Here's what the passage says. Do not judge so that you won't be judged, for you will be judged by the same standard with which you judge others, and you will be measured by the same measure you use. Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye, but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the splinter out of your eye, and look, there's a beam of wood in your own eye. Hypocrite! First, take the beam of wood out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take the splinter out of your brother's eye. Let's just talk about this passage, because who hasn't heard this? Newsweek magazine, about 15 years ago, because there was a big uproar in the LGBTQRSTUSDWXYZ, I don't know, in the big uh, community, there was a big uproar, and they put on the front of their cover, Judge Not, trying to refer to Jesus. Now, what's hilarious about that is Newsweek is the last magazine that believes in Jesus. So let's just be honest. So now you have people who don't believe in Jesus trying to invoke Jesus. And you just look at this going, what is wrong with you people? And the answer is everything. So the bottom line to this process is Jesus made it clear, don't judge so you won't be judged for the standard you use will be used against you. Here's a thought, then if the standard that we use to judge is going to be used against us, how about we judge with mercy and grace? And you think, well, no, 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 you're not supposed to judge at all. In fact, that is exactly the opposite of what the text says. You're thinking, what do you mean? Jesus even says, get it to the position where you're not being a hypocrite when you judge, and then you can help other people and help them see what's going on in their lives. That's the context. But what everybody does is they just use the first couple words. Judge not. Judge not. And they don't say anything else. It's amazing because they often forget that the same Jesus in Matthew 7, 1, who said, don't judge, and then they stop right there. Also in the Gospel of John chapter 7, verse 24, said, judge you righteous judgment. Or he said in the, in the English version, do not judge by appearances, but judge with proper judgment. The same Jesus that said, judge not hypocritically, also said, judge with proper judgment. I noticed that is not on the cover of Newsweek. I notice it doesn't say judge with proper judgment is not on Newsweek. 
And what they want to do is they want to try and use Jesus positionally. And what they're trying to do is say, this is what Jesus said. They wouldn't know Jesus from a brown paper bag. Come on. You don't listen to those people. They have not a clue. Jesus said the whole context of Matthew 7, don't judge hypocritically. Use righteous or proper judgment. And don't get me going on this because I could get really upset if I really go down this. We're going to take our break here on purpose so Dave can take a little break and a sip of tea. Good idea. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see that Darius, he has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus—Jesus cares about the whole person doesn't care about a part of a person, cares about every inch of you. 
If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to challenge you with our first Bible trivia question. Now, that probably shouldn't make you tremble, but I said it in a cool way. You know. True or false, Jesus regularly attended synagogues on the Sabbath. True or false? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We are, we are going to, now everybody, if you're not sure what the answer is, look and look for. We are going to do our DNA, and we're going to do our first DNA with Mighty Gabriel. We're going to have to get some music there at some point. All right, so here it is, DNA. We have our DNA. It's what we're made of, kind of. Well, at least Captain Chris told me that was kind of what it is. Uh, the DNA is our building blocks of who we are, what we are. And here it is. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily! Excellent job, Gabriel. That's how you get it rolling. Daily. Every day that ends with why we should be spending time with the guy in the sky. <laughs> I made a run. I made a run. That's a Feet like Longfellow. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. It doesn't matter what the world says. Who cares what the world says? They're lying anyway. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. There he goes. He does a great job. And serving is all about this main point. It's not that you don't have stuff going on in your life. Of course you do. But the whole universe doesn't revolve around what you have going on in your life. It also revolves around other people. And if we are operating in DNA and always ready to serve, then we can be available for the Lord to use so that we can be a vehicle of his blessing. So why wouldn't you do that? This is kind of a cool little thing right there. All right, I'll repeat the trivia question, then we'll get into the rest of this teaching. This is some serious, serious, serious teaching, uh, but I do want you to get into the trivia uh, question, true or false, and if you are not sure, I'm telling you to look at Luke chapter 4, verse 44. Uh, if you are not sure, here it is. True or false, Jesus regularly attended a synagogue on the Sabbath. Nice recovery, Aunt Deb. Very, very good. Here's the bottom line. If you want to call us, you can, 972-445-0770 or 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at he must increase dot org. In the meantime, we're going to jump into the rest of this teaching because this teaching could really go on for, I don't know, a week. But we don't have a week, so <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, here's what Jesus said. Do not judge so you won't be judged, for you will be judged by the same standard with which you judge others. 
and you will be measured by the same measure you use. This is the premise, what we call the context. The context is where it starts. It's the beginning, it's the middle, and it's the end. So what is the context? Well, the context for do not judge is, is Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 through verse 5. Well, what does verse 3 say? Because that's in the middle. Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye but don't notice the beam of wood in your own? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take that splinter out of your eye and... and well, there's a beam in your own eye. And then Jesus says, hypocrite, hypocrite. First, take the beam out. And then you will see clearly to take the splinter out of your brother's eye. So it's not difficult to understand that Jesus is communicating. Look, before you start jumping down the throat of other people, you better be honest, self-evaluative, and even to the point of being earnest and honest enough to say, I'm full of sin, I need mercy, I need grace, then you get that. But that doesn't mean at that point you never say anything to anybody else. That's the stupidest thing in the world. Let me explain to you why that's so stupid. Have you ever wanted to go eat a fast food and you were trying to pick between Whataburger and In-N-Out? And you're sitting there going, Whataburger, In-N-Out, Whataburger, In-N-Out. And then you choose one. You judged favorably for the one you chose. It doesn't matter whether you like that or not. Choosing is connected to judging. And if it's not, then how did you, how did you vote? How did you pick a, a, a candidate? Most people actually vote judging in this capacity. They vote against somebody, so they vote for the other person. <laughs> It's just like what they do. It's like people go, the lesser of two evils. You ever heard that expression? That means that one's really bad. You're going the other. That's a judgment. That's, and then what people do is they go, well, I don't know if that's good. What are you kidding? The Bible says that the saints will judge the angels. You've got to be kidding, right? It's that when we judge, it's when, when we use our ability to evaluate, to discern, and to make some kind of proclamation, we do it with the spirit of Jesus Christ in us. So you don't try and be a legalistic Larry. Not not offense to anybody named Larry. It's just fast to say legalistic Larry. I could also say legalistic, you know, Lenny. So just to say. The point is you don't judge with that legalistic attitude unless you want that coming against you. If you judge with a merciful idea, that's fantastic. In fact, some people really dislike that. <laughs> it's like, ah, bring it on. I judge with mercy. Therefore, I'll be judged with mercy. Okay, great. That's fantastic. I love it. Is that not fantastic? It's fantastic. So the idea behind this is for us to understand it's not, a, it's not an exit of judgment. Here's what it says. It, Jesus said in the Gospel of John, do not judge by appearances, but judge with proper judgment. If you're Newsweek or some other worldly entity, you don't understand that those scriptures go together. You know who it is who tries to use part of a scripture and then not the rest of the scripture? Satan. What? Satan. You're like, what? When Satan said to Jesus, blah, 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 it's written, do this, so do this, Jesus said, it is also written, bringing the first scripture into balance by the second scripture. But it's Satan that tries to use the word of God and abuse it so that people abuse it. And it's like, what? That comes from Satan. He's been doing that since the garden. Like, that's enough of that. Get it? It's what's condemned is hypocritical judgment, not judgment in and of itself. And in fact, Christians are commanded to judge. And that's the, that's the issue. Judge fairly, judge mercifully. If you could not judge, you'll, you can't sit on a jury. You can't do any, you can't function in society. 
It's like so ridiculous. If you can't judge, then that guy who killed 900 people, you're thinking, well, I can't say anything bad. I can't judge him. But it's like, what are you, dumb? That's ridiculous. And I'm not trying to be, uh, yes, I am. I'm trying to be condescending being this in the sense that I'm trying to communicate. It's absurd. People are like, well, listen, Dave, you can't legislate morality. Really? Is the law do not murder? Because that's morality. And yet that's the law. Oh, I guess you can then legislate morality. I guess you're wrong. <laughs> just like, these things are just... Yeah, this is what happens to me. I go home and I go, bang, bang, bang. See, I have a piece of wood, and it's got like a four-inch indentation, and it's the left side of my brain. I'm going to start doing the right side of my brain so it could even out. Not the wood, my head. Okay, so bottom line is this. The bottom line is you judge, but you judge with mercy. You judge with grace. You judge with wisdom. And you don't sit there and you don't, you certainly, it's, there's nowhere in here that gives you permission, by the way, for eternal judgment. Careful there. That's a little different because eternal judgment is God's realm, right? You don't judge where God judges a person. That's, you stay back from that. But you have to evaluate on a regular basis. And you have to be honest on a regular basis. You have to be merciful on a regular basis. And you judge on an everyday basis on almost everything you do. Jesus didn't say, don't ever judge anything ever. (laughs) But he did say, you need to use an an understanding of a non-hypocritical approach. In other words, you can't be judging others while you're doing it. That's what he's saying. You can't be saying, hey, don't be swearing. And then when you're not, anybody's around, you're swearing. You can't do that, right? Don't be drinking, and then you're over there, you're in the bar. You can't do that. you got to be honest and earnest with it and straightforward with it. I do think the idea between the Whataburger and the In-N-Out is pretty funny because if Al was listening, he'd be saying, the answer is Whataburger. (laughs) Well, that or he'd say, Peter. Anyhow, the bottom line is you and I need to approach these things with a sense of wisdom a sense of maturity, and a sense of understanding. You bring all the scriptures into balance with one another, and yeah, I get a little tired of the lie because it's such a lie. They promote this stuff. on. (sighs) Who's the father of lies? Satan is the father of lies. So when somebody perpetuates a lie, whose family are they in? Ooh, ow, that hurts. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, Trivia question. We need to answer the trivia question. True or false? Jesus regularly attended a synagogue on the Sabbath, and the answer is true. Check out Luke chapter 4, verse 44. Doing a great job, Gabriel. You hang in there, okay? All right, we're going to take our break, and then we're going to come back, back to the top of the hour. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere.
Here we go. Let me give you an update on Easton Scott. A lot of tough stuff that my daughter and my son-in-law have been going through. Uh, I did send an email out. I don't know if, Julie, if you got the email I or did. not. I did. sent it out to everybody. So he was going through 20 and 30 seizures per episode, and they've got that down to a dramatically less amount. But the sad news is that from a medical point of view— uh, Easton does not, it does not appear as, according to the doctors, that he will be able to speak or will be able to care for himself. Uh-huh. And so what the result of that is, is that Julianne and Jared, my son-in-law and my daughter, have recognized that God has put them in a position to be the best parents, to love Easton Scott with all that they can and give them the best life that they can. But while that's going on, they're not going to stop believing that something can change. And the doctors even said... This is territory we don't even know. Right, because this, this is a problem that not very many people have had. So Very few. Everybody is different. Yeah, and, they're, and they're, they have like 230 total cases in the world that they have records on, which is like, so they're like, we don't know. Right. And it's like, so I, I just want to read this one thing my daughter wrote. It's a fantastic. She wrote this, uh, you know, it's not easy to sit there and write a Facebook post that tells all the things you've been going through. And so I'm not going to read everything, but I'm going to read the last paragraph because I thought that was really significant. She wrote, scientifically, Easton does not have much of a chance. His best case scenario is he may possibly be able to walk and say three to five words one day. But God can help him. He's not afraid of impossible odds. And if Easton is healed one day, there will be no question as to where it comes from. It will not be because of therapy. It will not be because of medication or diet. It will be because of God's undeniable healing power. So in the meantime, we choose to raise a hallelujah and trust in God. Ladies and gentlemen, that is faith. Now, the the idea that it's going to be simple and everything's going to be great and they're trying to make pie in the sky, that doesn't exist at all. If you read this, and, and I think Wonder Julie can attest to it, she tells you this is ugly. This, right. This is a not a good situation. It's going to change our lives. He's never going to be able to be unattended. It doesn't look good. And, you know, as a parent, you're heartbroken. They have two other children. They don't want to have any loss in their communication with their kids, but they're going to have to give extra attention. They were going to have a fourth child. They're not sure they're going to do that now. So you got a lot of things in play. But what you can't deny is that my I, I will take I won't take credit, but I'll stand in there as a grandparent and as a parent and say, What a fantastic position of faith that my daughter has grown into. She has made the determination that she will do the best that she can as a human being to give this child the best life she can, and she will not quit hoping.